0: Hey guys, today I wanna talk about the best way to interview someone to see if you'd like their job or not. So one of the best ways to figure out if you'd like a certain job or not is to talk to someone who actually does that job. But what questions should you ask them? How do you figure out if you would like that job? Here's my three-step process for walking away from coffee chats and informational interviews with more clarity rather than more confusion. Step one, get their circumstances, not their thoughts. Now, most people, when you ask them about their jobs, will give you their thoughts about their job. They might say something like, I really like it. The Problems we work on are challenging and engaging. It feels like I'm making a direct impact every day. Sometimes I get frustrated when things move slowly, but we can usually find a quick win or a workaround and keep things moving. Now, here's the reality. Their job isn't really challenging or engaging or impactful. Their job is a set of factual circumstances. And they're giving you their thoughts about those circumstances. But you don't really need their thoughts. You need to know what your thoughts would be if you had their circumstances. So you need to ask questions that reveal the specific circumstances of their job. What problems are they currently working on? How did they spend their week or this month? What activities do they spend their time doing? And what did they not do? How are they evaluated? Let me give you an example of what a more circumstance-based answer might look like. Someone might tell you, my main priorities this quarter are growing our customer base by 20% and improving the efficiency of our onboarding process. For the first one, I'm working with our marketing team to launch a new social media campaign. They handle all the creative stuff like the messaging and the graphics. And my job is to set up and track the metrics for the campaign and help them make any adjustments if the metrics aren't looking strong. For the second one, I'm the one that actually gathered the data and did the analysis to figure out where people were dropping out of our onboarding process today. Now I'm working with our developers to implement some process changes. I don't do any of the coding. My main role is to go to prioritization meetings and fight for our project to be prioritized. That answer has lots of facts, not a lot of opinions, not a lot of adjectives. It's full of circumstances. Now, step two. Now you need to jot down your automatic thoughts about their circumstances. Once you have those circumstances, notice where your brain automatically goes. What is it automatically like? And what is it automatically not like? Let me give you some examples of what this could look like. You might hear a circumstance like, it took us three weeks to get that new feature implemented. And you might have the automatic thought, that's so fast, I love that. Or you might hear the circumstance, my job is to set up and track the metrics for the marketing campaign. And you might have the automatic thought, oh, nice, I don't know much about marketing, but I know a lot about data and metrics. So that sounds really fun. Or when you hear the circumstance, my main role is to go to prioritization meetings and fight for our project to be prioritized Your brain might have the automatic thought of, oh, that sounds like a lot of influencing and persuasion. I'd rather have direct authority over things. Or if someone gives you the circumstance of, I spend 70% of my time on sales and customer acquisition and 30% of my time on actually delivering the projects I sold. Your brain might have the automatic thought of, oh no, I wanted an advisor type of role where I could feel like a helpful expert all the time. But this sounds like a pushy sales role, not like a helpful advisor role. This is the data that you really need in order to make a decision your automatic thoughts about their circumstances. And finally, step three sketch out the thought mountain that you would have to climb in order to enjoy this job. Because here's the secret no job is going to make you perfectly happy or fulfilled or passionate all by itself. Because remember, A job is just a circumstance. It's a neutral set of facts happening around you. And how you feel about your job is driven by your thoughts about your job. And no matter what kind of situation I might put you in, your brain is automatically going to give you 50% positive thoughts and 50% negative thoughts. Honestly, that's a pretty generous estimate because my brain usually gives me 80% negative thoughts. So the question is not what job will perfectly trigger my brain to be happy and fulfilled all the time, because that job doesn't exist. No circumstance will trigger your brain to be happy all the time, because your brain's whole job is to flag problems. I promise you, even if you won the lottery and moved to Hawaii with all of your best friends and a supermodel spouse, your brain would still do a really good job of flagging problems. It's literally evolved to be this way. So the real question you need to answer is, in what job do I want to do the mental work of making myself happy, fulfilled, and passionate? Of appreciating all the things that I automatically like, and of being okay with or changing my perspective on the things that right now I automatically don't like? And here's a really simple way of saying this, which thought mountain do I want to climb? So if we take the example from step two, here's what that thought mountain might look like. If I really wanna enjoy this job, I would have to first appreciate how fast things move. I'd also have to really enjoy the fact that I get to work with data and metrics. And I'd have to learn how to be okay with operating through influence rather than direct decision-making authority. And finally, I would need to learn how to make sales fun. I need to figure out how to not see it as being pushy, but see it as an extension of the helpful advisor role that I already enjoy playing. And then you might talk to someone else, find out about a different job that has a totally different thought mountain that you would have to climb. And that other job, the thought mountain might look like this. If I wanna enjoy this job, I would have to really appreciate that I would have direct decision-making authority. And I'd have to really enjoy getting to spend all my time delivering projects and not having to sell. I'd have to be okay with the fact that things move more slowly than I like. And I'd have to learn how to enjoy not working with data and doing more qualitative work. I need to figure out how to make that just as nerdy and fun for myself as quantitative work. So as you go out and have conversations with people and hear about their jobs, you can sketch out the variety of thought mountains available to you and figure out which one you wanna climb. That's my alarm going off, because here's the other secret. There is no right or wrong answer about which thought mountain to climb. They all require about the same amount of effort. And framing the decision as a choice between different but equal thought mountains rather than as a high-stakes search for the right answer, helps you take responsibility for creating your own happiness and fulfillment wherever you go, rather than outsourcing that responsibility entirely to your job and then wondering why no job ever seems to solve your problems. So guys, when I say that I help people get clear and get moving on their next career step, this is what I mean. This isn't about resume reviews or networking tips or specialized interview prep. All those things are awesome too, no knock against them at all. But what I found again and again is that that's not actually the biggest blocker for high stress, high achievers that are trying to figure out what to do next. You can do the tactical stuff. You have the network, you have the resources, you have the drive and the work ethic to make it happen. The problem is that you're avoiding doing it. Or you're doing it frantically and taking lots of action, but still feeling stuck. And that is where I come in. Because if you're feeling stuck, it's always because of something that you're thinking. There's an unquestioned story or assumption lurking in your brain that feels really true and is keeping you from moving forward with clarity, confidence, and conviction. Now, I've already given you seven of those common stuck points in my job search and career change masterclass, which I've linked above, along with simple, practical ways to get unstuck today. Now, imagine how much easier it gets when you've got me in your pocket, customizing everything to your specific situation and keeping you on track and accountable every step of the way because I don't want you to spend weeks or months or years trying to figure out what's keeping you stuck and what to do about it. Not when I can tell you in the very first session, this is exactly what the problem is. Here's the solution. Here's how to implement it. This is how we'll track progress. Let's check in next week and see how it's going. And then the following week, I can tell you, oh, you ran into common implementation problem number two and number five. No worries. Here's exactly what to do in this situation. Try this, track what happens, and let's see where you are next week. This is why you move faster when you have a coach. You waste no time wondering what the problem is and getting confused about how to solve it and feeling bad for having problems in the first place. You can lean on my expertise and my pattern recognition and my deep bank of practical solutions, which means... You stay laser focused on identifying and knocking out problems one by one by one until it's done. You cannot afford to wait another day. Let's get started today. Go to the link above and book a free coaching consult.